Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God though many people have made fun of me for the most disgusting facial hair in the room here's here here it is okay so I made a commitment to you guys last week that for November we would pray for Ryan raise your hand Ryan Wanda Wanda's not here right now um, Jason he's in here somewhere and for your dad what's your dad's name Brian. for Brian for the, for when you see this and when you make fun of me, I'm not even listening to you. I'm silently praying for them in my head. I've, I've zoned you out, right? I realize that this is disgusting. I've wanted to shave it a hundred times. So if you feel like you can beat this awfulness, I'm going to offer a pretty legit prize at the end of this month. But I challenge you, like when we fast, to not focus on the disgusting beard, but on the people that we're praying for, Okay. Real quick again, if I just mention your name that we're praying for you, could you just please stand? If you're one of the people, and that's you, you got to stand. You can't not do that, all right? All right. So, so that, and then Wanda, and Wanda, Wanda's stand-in is right there. So we're going to do this real quick. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you would bring healing. We're going to commit this month and even beyond to see you bring this to fruition. As Ryan goes for treatment, as Wanda fights through it, um, as everybody fights through it, we want to lock arms with them and believe for things that only you can do in the, in the natural world with supernatural. So thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. That's cool. Um, just for you guys, next week you're going to hear another announcement. We had too many, but we're going to do baptisms on the 11th, and just wanted to give you guys a heads up if you want to be baptized. We're going to do it in this room in a trough. Trough. I don't know how to say it, but it's trough something. It's great. So that's going to happen. And then, so we went on our CHS retreat this weekend, and we were, it was, it was great. Um, 
If any of you were thinking about giving and were like, we'll just see if we need it, we ended up having 10 more people go than we thought. We had a bunch of girls go. There's almost 50 of us there. It was crazy. Uh, it was amazing. And so um, just keep that in mind. Um, if you did think you wanted to give, we could use a little bit more money. But if, if it's going to break your bank, then don't sweat it. It's not like that. So, All right, I'm going to pray. Uh, Jesus, I thank you so much that you're, you're in the midst of this whole community. You're in the midst of these teens. You're in the midst of this. We know that when we gather together that your presence is literally there because your word says it. You literally exist in when we gather. And something about when we gather, it's more potent. Um, so I just pray that you would permeate the whole room for people that need to hear from you, for people that need to know you're real, for people that need to fall in love with you, for people that need to step away from bad ideas about who they are, replace identities. We just give you freedom today to be you. We just want to be your community and say yes to you, God. You're guiding. You're the leader. You're not, you're the pilot. You drive. We're just in the vehicle. So today, do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Uh, quick shout out to Luke. Is he still in here? So I'm giving this to Luke. Um, is he out there hanging out? Just talking? Just doing stuff? Okay, could, you, um, could somebody just go give this to him, say it's a gift for him from this because he's awesome. Luke, Luke Wood, thanks for leading, bro. You did an awesome job. This is for you. You can come get it. Um, love you, bro. All right. All right. Um, so we're doing this thing called POTS where prayers of the season... We're in one of the last ones. We've got another week of this. We're going to move on to some book studies and stuff like that. But for today, it's the second part of Community Transformation. Last week, Kara spoke. I thought she did awesome. Just awesome. Um, she talked about the passage in Isaiah, how we go to the broken and the, the hurting. And we, she talked about how we can go to them because that's who we were. And when Jesus comes into our life, we can relate now. So we're sent into that world, so we're filled up to go. And we can only give what we have. And if you're not connected to Jesus as you're on community transformation mission, whatever you want to call it, it's not real unless you're connected to Jesus. It's just impossible. It's like not being connected to a water supply with a hose and being like, here's some water. And then being like, well, it's, there's, it's, where is it coming from? It has to be connected. It can only come from him. So if we're trying to do outreach and mission um, without being connected, I thought it was great, so thank you. This week, I'm going to talk to you about Joshua chapter 1. Um, so this is a cool passage for me because when we started our first ministry opportunity, it was at a youth ministry probably about five miles from here, and we called the ministry 1-9 Student Ministries. And um, some of the people in this room were in that ministry, but I remember stepping into ministry and feeling pretty overwhelmed and insecure and feeling like, um, just feeling challenged. Like, this is hard. Like, ministry, it's not really easy. Like, um, people ask pastors, like, people ask me all the time, what do you do? What's your other job when you're not doing this? Like, this is like my job. Like, I'm doing this all the time, um, even at night. And like, when you step into it, there's an attack, you know, and so I really needed to hear that. So I started this ministry called One Night Student Ministries, and one of the guys here last two weeks ago, Grant Cole, he saw the ministry. He's like, hey, I want to put that ministry on the backpacks we're going to give out to give a kid a chance. So literally, there's been tens of thousands of backpacks with this ministry logo of Joshua 1-9 that Sarah and I created to start, but Grant took it, and, and I think the Lord blessed, and basically it's all across the world. It's really cool. And I felt like as I was starting today, like a willingness for our lives to be given to him, it can have that kind of impact. 
Like, I'm just a guy that thought of a one nine, right? Like, one nine. That's beautiful. Be strong and courageous. You know, I'll be with you wherever you go. That's great. And then Jesus can take those ideas and make them into things that we can. And so when we talk about today community transformation and being outside of River City, it really means a lot to me. It's really, it's really the point, right? It's really why we're here. I don't want to compete with other trendy churches about who's trendier. I don't want to have a bigger, broader coffee section. I don't want to have more beards, except for this month. I don't want everybody's clothes to be made from hemp. Like, I don't care about that. I don't care about the trendy Christian culture that's happening. I would love to see people who don't know Jesus to fall in love with him. And I don't care if you're a nerd, if you're cool, if you're black, if you're white. I don't care. I know that he loves everyone, and we have this responsibility to now be this transient, give Jesus to people, and that's why we're here. So I believe in community because community is the house for when that happens. You have to have it. But you have to have people that say, I'm willing. I'm willing to go in whatever way that looks. And it looks different for all of us. And so today we're going to finish up this with a little bit of passage, a little bit of testimony from any of these guys that will be brave, and then some prayer. So if you guys will open up with me to Joshua chapter 1, okay? And I'll be honest with you, like these guys are wearing this shirt. Somebody stand up and just let them see the shirt. Just turn around. I did not know that this was the, as I was preparing to speak today, I did not know that Joshua 1 was going to be on their shirts, and I had already prepared. To, so it's like one of those, I was, telling, I was telling our group last night the same thing happened when we were sharing. I shared Ephesians 1, 3 through 6, and Luke had got up to read it before I got up, and I was like, did he see my notes? And I told the group, I was like, sometimes when that happens to me, when you hear like, when it's too random, because there's too many passages, it's like God saying to us, like, you, you guys are kind of, you're kind of dumb. So I'm going to make this real clear for you. Here it is twice from two different dudes. Don't get out of that that you're dumb, but that God really wants you to hear. I believe this, okay? That's what I believe. Whenever I hear it in two or threes, I just, I'm like, that's too random. That's too random. So that's what's happening today. So if you'll follow with me, I'm going to read you Joshua chapter 1 from up here. I've been told if I read from there, it's hard um, by a family member of mine. Um, So I'm just going to read it with you up here. Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads I have given to you, just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness... And this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I have been with Moses. I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you, third time, 
Joshua's got to be like, okay, calm down. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. One more prayer. God, this is your word. According to the New Testament, you infuse it with your spirit now, and it's living and breathing and active and sharper than any two or four or 15-edged sword. And it's not used as a weapon to others, but as a tool on our own heart, more like a scalpel. So do surgery on our hearts today. Open us up to hear from you. In fact, in Jesus' name right now, I pray that every heart in this room is softened to hear from the Spirit of God, who is more real than my voice right now, who the reality of that kingdom is actually realer, even though we can't see it, that is in this room trying to say, wake up, I want you, I want to speak to you. Get our attention. Holy Spirit, move on hearts right now. Give us your presence. Teach us like you taught Joshua. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we can relate here, right? Like, I relate to Joshua here and always have because he's given this mission that's pretty impossible. He's told to cross a river. He's told to take a land that they've never had, that Moses just failed in completing. Moses. Moses. Stinking Moses. He wasn't only their spiritual leader. He was their government. He was like everything. He was in office. He was their pastor. All of it. All offices. This guy just didn't accomplish what he needed to accomplish. Joshua, be strong and courageous. Like, dude, Moses just failed. God, I'm Joshua. I've been his servant. Like, I get this. I get when we look across Smyrna and your homes and your kids who don't love the Lord and who don't listen to you and the people. I get. Like, you look at it and you're like, no, this is not easy. Life is not easy. Going on mission for you is not easy. People don't like me. There's enemy. There's principalities. and th- I, I personally don't like to say any person is the enemy. Any person. Because they're all loved by Jesus. But I know that there are systems and structures and things that are set up to really keep people back. And that's our enemy. And I do believe that the enemy, our enemy that's like a roaring lion prowling, like trying to devour us. I do believe that that enemy also knows that many of us, God is saying, it's time. Get up. Go. It's time. It's your turn. I'm passing the baton on to you. You get to run with it now. Moses ran with it. Joshua ran with it. Isaiah ran with it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John ran. All these people ran with it. It's now to us. Who will be those people in our generation? There are people in this room that will be those people to this city. In your families, you're going to be like a Joshua or a Moses. And many of you will fail and then get back up. And many of you will be so discouraged and so confused on how in the world is God going to use me? I've had that thought, I don't know how many times. I stood in front of these guys last night and said, I really should not be a pastor. I don't, it doesn't make sense how God got me to this spot. I should be, I should be in jail. I was a criminal, a legitimate criminal. Wanted to harm people. God does things. And when you say yes to him and his voice in your life and believe it over and above the actual physical realities, it trumps them. It trumps them. I just said the name Trump twice. (laughs) I've not once talked about political things in this setting. And I will not. I I don't even know why I'm doing this other than to say, I will say this. God's not, uh, uh, okay, Jesus is good. Here's the point of this. 
I'll say this, they don't do our job for us. I promise you, like all the people who are going to stop praying now because we think that that person is in office from Jesus, don't stop praying. Pray more. It's still in our court. They're doing nothing for us. Like the gospel is ours to carry, and it always has been. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's in us and through us to the city and always will be. So please, when I preach to you this message about Joshua going forward, we're now Joshua. We're now sitting back saying, there's no way I'm doing this, dude. Like, there's no way I can do this. And he's saying, please look at me when you're telling me what I can't do for you and through you. Please look at me. Because all that's going to be true unless you look at me and I'm realer. I will be with you. That's all you need. I will be with you. When you're horrified, when you're sick, when you see that there's no way it can happen, I will be with you. The reason we chose to pour out in Campbell High School last year, we prayed for months, and then we felt like the Lord gave us this plan, and we had athletes. So it was like, okay, we got athletes, we got a plan, there's a school, literally these guys can walk here on Thursday nights. Thank you, Jesus, not hard. We said yes to it. I'm just telling you guys, like, things have been added that we cannot add, things that we cannot do. I found out my college roommate is the athletic director. Didn't even know it. I found out that Ryan Renault's family now is, is, how is she your aunt? Is the principal. It's like crazy. Like, so, so this listening, like Joshua, this whole passage is beautiful, but more than anything, what I love about it, the voice of God is speaking to him. The voice of God is the one saying it. He's not like, he's not like, go read that and do it. It's the voice of God saying, be strong, be courageous. I will be with you wherever you go. Our wherever last year was these guys, and it's been worth it. Every step of the way, it's been worth it. I love you guys. I love what God's doing to y'all. This year, our, our wherever we go was carriage house. And I know it was because just... We listened, we prayed, we have young people who will do anything with their lives because they're not smart enough yet to not. Like, they'll just do it. We decide to do Carriage House. We help somebody move in there that doesn't even go to our church. We built a relationship. At, at a night of healing prayer, a lady walks in crying. I'm like, can I help you? She's from Carriage House. She's over all of it. Hey, I have this idea. Let's do it. Twelve people want to do it. We move in. Costco last week gave us a thing on Fridays where we get food, like truck full of food for people who don't have, it's just like too much. And when you stop enough to say, this is the voice of God speaking to me, it's going to be scary. We don't know what we're doing, but we'll do it. And then he adds the things because he'll be with us, right? So this is what he does with his stuff. We don't need another 10-year plan. We don't need to know, like, we're, next week I'm talking about the next steps. A lot of what you're going to hear is, like, next steps is listening now. Because if, if there becomes a process where we've decided we don't need to stop and listen, God's like, hey, come back over here. <laughs> you're doing cool stuff, but it's not my stuff. Slow down and listen. He will be with us. If we don't depart from him to the right or to the left. And for this, they had, they had the Pentateuch. Right? They had that part of the Old Testament. For us, we have the Gospels. We have the Spirit. We have the living voice of God that we can hear because his sheep hear his voice, right? We have that for every decision. When we wake up in the morning, we can say, God, what for today? 
God, what for today? And we can know his character by the gospels. We know that he serves over being in power. We know that he loves over demanding things. We know that he kneels in front of people to wash their feet instead of demanding it, right? We know that about him. So we have better than Joshua. And so he looks at us and he looks at your lives and he doesn't say you're doing it wrong, stupid. He says, do you not want to go on a journey? that will produce so much more fruit than you could ever produce on your own? Do you not want to trust me for what I can do and watch what God does? And he's inviting us as a community and he's inviting you on your own. Will you go? Will you let him lead? Will you listen to say, yes, I'll go. I'm scared to death. When we planted this church, I was scared to death. Literally me and Sarah and like four other people. It doesn't make sense, like looking at you guys. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Why are you here? What are you doing here? Guys, think about this. This just doesn't make sense. When God does stuff, it doesn't make sense. But I trust him. And you're going to get annoyed with pots if you stay here. Because I want to hear him more than I want to hear anything else. And if he can speak to me and I can hear it, we'll do it. But if I don't hear it, we're not doing it. We're going to back off. Even if you're like, I'm leaving a church. We don't do that. I'll be like, well, I know like a bunch of churches around here that are really great. I'll call them for you. I don't want you to leave, but I want to do what he wants us to do, right? It's got to be what he wants us to do. That's why we're doing what he wants us to do, because these kids mean more than just having pretty gatherings, right? I told you guys we wouldn't tear down the walls. Like, that wouldn't happen. Somebody gave us the money to do it. We wouldn't have done it, right, because we're going to tear down spiritual walls. Like, sounds pretty spiritually cliche, but that's, you know what I'm saying, right? Amen? All right, cool. Moving on. So it's our turn. Um, it's our turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. You're literally, God is through Joshua and his story and through the spirit. He's literally standing before you saying, carry this. He's asking you, if you will, if you'll be a Joshua to whatever, whatever land he's leading you into. He's asking you, will you take it? Right? And that is super cliche to understand, but he's doing it. He's inviting us. This is how the gospel will go. And nothing that will be done has not already been started. Everything that Joshua did was start. No big deal. That's fake. Thank you. That, oh, it's creativity. Thank you. Everything that Joshua did was something that Moses had already started. So you don't have to be like genius spiritual guru. The things that were put. Do you, you don't think that a thousand and maybe even a million hours of prayer have been poured into these guys before we stepped in? You don't think that grandmothers and moms and dads were not praying for them? We just, we just get to come in, right? So when God leads you to something, it's not all on you. You're resting on the backs of Moseses and Joshua's and people who have been, and even a father interceding on the, Jesus interceding on the right hand of the father. And he's saying, go, but you don't see all that he has mapped out. You don't see Costco coming in with free food, right? You don't see the leader of a carriage house walking into the church. There's no way to see that. And you don't see it in your life. You just see him saying, Three times, do not be scared, do not be discouraged. I will be with you. I will be with you. That's all. If you have that, do it. Do it. Even if it's dumb. Like, if it's too dumb, talk to me about it. We'll, we'll look at scripture. Like, if God's telling you he wants you to be like supermodel of the world and it's going to be about you, of course, that's not him, right? The things that he does always serve others, right? Agape love is this idea of giving people things that they don't deserve and enjoying it, not being like, I just gave you that and you didn't deserve it, so you better respect me. That's not the gospel. The gospel is doing it, washing your hands of it, and saying, now it's on him, right? I did my part. And that is it. 
So for you today, I'm not going to spend a lot of time challenging you. I originally was going to let you guys stand up and say, I have this dream in this city to see this happen. Um, And if the testimonies don't go too long, I might do that, but I would rather you guys go long if you want. Um, But I'd love to hear your dreams. What do you want to see happen in this city? What do you want to see happen in your family? And see if other people in this group can be like, I want to lock arms with you. I want to hold on to you because I have the same dream. That's what God does. He starts to speak to different people about the same stuff, and then it's not all on you. Community, spirit, word, community, spirit, word, and he sends. So good when it's his plans. Does that make sense? So good. So some of the fruit from when you get out of your spot into the world, it's not a thing that you go do. It's people that are waiting on you there. Beautiful people that have been created in the image of our Father that need to be reminded of how beautiful they are. They're not the lost. They're the precious. right? They're the precious that don't know it yet. They have identity that they don't know yet. They don't know that they're sons and daughters of God yet. They are. They 100% are. They're not lost and broken, and we don't treat them that way because we all are that. We're all precious. We're all God's children even before we know it. And so every decision you make to get out there, it's not a thing you're doing. It's a person. It's a family. It's a story. It's real, and it has a heartbeat. And those stories come forth, and those those stories become like 1 Thessalonians when it talks about this community that's resounding what's happening. Those stories become that to the next group and to the next group and to the next group, and the gospel is passed through that. So it's not all on you. It's beautiful. And so I'm going to stop, and I'm going to invite anybody. Guys, if you're horrified, you don't have to do it. But I would love it. If any of the people that went on Campbell, we'll start with students, wanted to just share of what the Lord did, right? Story about God being real and showing up in your life. Do we have the mic? It's behind me. Okay. All right. So anybody that's, that went on, the, these are the dudes first. And the, the girl, none of the girls are here, none of the trainers. Are they here? Yes, they are. Yeah. All right. So if any of you want to share, I'll hold this mic right here until you come. You going to start it? That a baby. Here you go. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm PJ, and um, before the retreat, I just had, like, trouble communicating with God and stuff. And, like, when I would talk to him, I didn't hear or see anything. But, like, on the retreat, I just got, like, all these pictures and stuff and hearing him all the time. And I just felt like I got a breakthrough. And also, when Luke was praying, I think the prayer was more for him, but it just, like, opened my eyes to stuff that was bothering me in my life. And it just helped me see my problems more clearly. Uh, hi, guys. Um, before I went on the retreat, I wasn't really thinking about Jesus and all, you know. I knew he existed. I know he did good things for some good people, but I never thought that he had that type of mentality for me. Then, like, the next day when Josh actually told us to close our eyes and picture us about Jesus and doing great, he brought me back to this place that I haven't seen in years. You know, just, like, something I forgot about, I'm guessing, I went into depression for a little while, 
And then I just started remembering all the things that he actually like pulled me through and he said, it's okay to let go because I have your back. And then that Sunday I actually witnessed it because I woke up with so much courage and I'm actually proud and I'm actually glad to actually be here and see all of your beautiful faces. Good people. <laughs> okay, I'm Jordan, by the way. Um, I went. On, I remember going to retreat last year, and I expected to get the same feeling that I got last year, this year, and I didn't really get the same thing. And it was an amazing feeling of like it was unex an unexplainable feeling. But last night, I can remember. While everybody was praying and stuff, like getting prayed over, and I was just sitting there, like with a blank face, like my mind was empty. I didn't know, like, I didn't know what to think. And yeah, my mind was just blank. Everybody was, I don't know, I can't really say. I guess I was just looking for I guess I was just looking for God to be by my side. Sometimes I feel lonely, but even when I know I'm not but yeah, I just went I just went on the retreat not not just not just for the fun, but just to get that same feeling I got last year. And I didn't really get that feeling. I was talking um I don't know where Murph is. Oh, there he is. I was talking to Murph. And he was saying um, some stuff to me that that was actually true. Like he was telling me that God was telling him that I felt lonely sometimes, and I just looked down on myself, and that sometimes I feel like I have to be a bigger man everywhere I go because because the people around me just don't like. I don't know how to put it, but yeah. It, and I just want to thank Murph for being there. I know me and Murph don't talk that much, but he was there for me last night, as well as Austin, too. So I'm just thankful for that, even though I didn't get the same feeling that I got last year. But, yep. Thanks, man. There's like three more of you. They're gonna come, so just yeah. There you go. I'll take the glass off before I All right. So um, I'm Isaiah, by the way. Um, I ain't go to retreat last year. Uh, I didn't know about it actually. No one told me. But <laughs> this year, you know, I kind of had an eye-opener multiple ways. 
I would say the first way was um, the first night when we were praying, like, I can't really explain the feeling, but I kind of felt like just like something was on to me. But last night, I really felt it when, like, at first during service, like, I was kind of playing a little bit and joking around, but Austin pulled me over and moved me to a different area. And it was kind of weird because at the same time, he was talking, uh, he was praying, and he wanted us to put our hands over our heart. And we did it the night before, but I feel like that time when I had did it, like, my heart was beating just like a little more heavier than what it normally was. I don't really know why, but it just felt like kind of warmer and heavier as if like God had his hand on my heart. And then, you know, as church service went on and everything, people were praying over me. After everything, I would I had uh, got prayed on by Ken. And I don't know what it is with Ken, but like. <laughs> which, dude, which Ken? Uh, where is he at? Uh, My dad or no? Yeah, your dad. Yeah, he's your, a prayer predator. Your dad got some good yeah. prayer. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a bad. I don't know what it is with your dad, but your dad. I don't know. When he was praying over me, I felt like he knew so much about me that I haven't even told anybody, and I felt like God was speaking to him or speaking to me through him. And it just really, like, touched me inside, and it made me, like, I ain't gonna lie, it made me cry a little bit, because I just, I didn't know the feeling before. And he was telling me things that I didn't even know. And at first coming in, I felt like I didn't know what path he wanted me on, but, you know, after talking to your father, he kind of led me to where I need to be. So, I appreciate Ken for that, by the way, and Austin, and you for letting me come on this trip. Oh, for sure. Thanks, guys. All right, so 10-second countdown if you want to share. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. Okay, Murph, I'm putting a timer on you, bro. For sure. I'm holding the mic. Anybody else? You know I love you. I'm going to hold the mic. It's because I love you. Cool, cool. Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, I'm Murph, and... Um, I went, I went going into the retreat in a very, uh, I wouldn't say dark, just like a dull place in a season that was just very dull. And so um, I, I realized that I had started rating my, like, my walk with God and how well I was doing. And I know this sounds really like weird or stupid, but if you know me, it's very true. I was like, I was rating and seeing if I was doing good with God uh, based on how many miracles were happening that week. And so... Um, and so I felt like, you know, I was like, I was like, God, I'm letting you down. I was just in a very dull place. Um, I wasn't fun to be around. And so then we went on the retreat, and um, and I can't remember if it was, I think it was first night, and uh, Josh asked us to put our hands over our heart. And um, and two nights prior to this, I was in my room, down on my knees, and I was like crying before God, and I was like, God, I need, I need to see you. Like I just, I feel lost. And um, I got nothing, <laughs> but I did get good worship. Um, thank you, Pandora. And uh, so then he said, you know, put your hand over your heart. And so I did. And he said, ask, uh, you know, I forget what he said to ask, but I asked it. 
and I got nothing for like 20 seconds. And I was like, this again. And then all of a sudden, just like, <laughs> it was very clear, like Jesus stepped in front of me and I like, it was like crazy, but my head flew back because I was not ready for that. And um, he just like, he just like held my face and smiled at me. And like, I couldn't say anything because I was so like, I was just so overwhelmed. And so, um, and that, that right there was just crazy to me because I, I was really struggling with, God, what do you think of me right now? You know, nothing's happening. Um, and so then I got to, uh, I got to talk to some of my, uh, brothers over here. And I don't think much of them knew that I was really a Christian because I never really told anyone or showed it off, but I'm glad I got to spend this weekend with y'all and, um, with like Jordan and D Brown and <laughs> Damien and all of y'all that I got to talk to and Marcus too. It was really, it was really cool that you guys let me talk to you and you too, Thomas. I'm just, I'm glad you guys were open, um, and thank you. Amen. Thanks, bro. Five, four, three, two. All right. Uh, I'm Connor. Uh, going on this trip, I didn't really expect much. I just really expect to have some fun like ziplining and stuff, all that uh, things we were doing. And I didn't <clears throat> really expect uh, much out of, like, uh, God on this trip. I kind of just went on it for fun. But the first night when he told us to uh, close our eyes and, like, go just in our head and, like, imagine, uh, God took me through this, like, crazy <laughs> spiritual, like, adventure. And it was, like, insane. And uh, And then... I was like, dang, this is way, like, crazier than, like, I expected. This is way <laughs> too much, I guess. And then the uh, next day, uh, he did again, and I didn't really see it much, but from the first day, it was it was fine to me because I wasn't really expecting much from, uh, like, a religious standpoint. I was just going for fun. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for sharing, Tom. Last call. Last call. Hello. Good morning. I'm Makai. Um, my experience. Well, it started back like from months prior. I, I had communication issues. I didn't like talking to nobody. So I go on this retreat and. Several people prayed over me. They was like, no, I never talked to nobody about this. And I just thought, they just talking about how I got to break down my walls and open up to more people. Because, like, even when I'm home, I, I be in my room by myself, just on my phone. And that just, I guess I got to work on that. God is telling me to work on it before I could go on to my next adventure in life. So that just opened up my eyes, and that's what I'm going to be doing. Thanks, Thanks for coming. Thanks for all right. Um, yesterday, I will say this. Yesterday, we, we got to play basketball against, who were the three guys we were playing against yesterday? Was it you? Was Marcus? And then the three leaders were me, Luke, and, and I just wanted you guys to know we went 5-0 and o in that. And <laughs> I, don't feel, I don't feel like that's personal for y'all, but I wanted them to know that we beat you five games in. So, really appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I know they have excuses why it happened, right? Yeah, it's a good game.
Anybody else want to share? <laughs> Sorry. Ruiner of moment. Anybody else? Anybody else? Going once, going twice. All right. All right. All right, so I'm Jordan. My brother's over there. And so last night we went on the retreat, but we went to do some activities on trust and loyalty to help us build a better relationship. And what they did was they had us walk on beams and help each other out. And like, as we were doing this, people were falling, so you gotta help them up, do all this. And so that, that night we prayed and he told us to close our eyes and I got images. Images of me walking with Jesus to places that just seem dark and light. And then he tells me that in order to seek the future, you must go through darkness. So then I feel something pop up in my head and I ask him why. And he tells me because that's how life is. So then Damien wrote something in his journal and I decide to read it. It's not personal. We, we actually all read it. It was really good. No, I didn't. <laughs> so, so I read it, and as I'm reading it, it just gets to me. It gives me chills and things like that. And so on this retreat, I'm very thankful for me having this experience and everybody else. Okay. Thank you, man. Thank you. You want to go, Marcus? Or no? Marcus? Uh, I'm Marcus. Uh, I wasn't really planning on going on a retreat at first. I didn't know I was going on a retreat till like 3 o'clock that Friday. <laughs> so... Uh, I got a lot of things out of it. Um, I got closer to God, and I enjoyed spending time with my friends mm -hmm. and family. And it was pretty good. Uh, thank y'all. Welcome, man. I'm glad you went. Yeah. Yeah. Really glad. All right. You got three seconds. Three, two, one, and Happy New Year. Thank you. So we have a meal prepared for all of you guys and any family members that you've brought. And then any of the leaders that went on the trip, when I dismiss, it's going to be out in the front. There's 50 pizzas. If it's a gourmet pizza, we're going to let y'all's parents, guardians, family members eat that first. And then maybe y'all can have some of that. There's a bunch of pizza, pepperoni, and cheese, just like normal. Um, but as we dismiss in a moment, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity I want to challenge you that as you, this is what's cool about God bringing it full circle. When you decide to say yes to what he's leading you, these are the stories that come out. Like where, and it's not them, it's like some, something, somewhere. This is what happens when you obey. This is his plan. And so if God has stirred you today, or if you need prayer in any way, don't leave here without being prayed with. That's just to me, it's like 101 community. Be prayed with. We're going to have a, a group of people over there that will pray with you, a group of people over there that will pray with you, and then if you're a couple and would like prayer as a couple, we're going to have the Rodriguez over here under community transformation, and these are the Rodriguez right here. They can raise their hand. That's who's going to pray with you. So if you'll all stand with me.
Thank you for being with us to celebrate what God did in Campbell. Thank you for joining us today. Our church is never this full. I love it. If you want to be a part of our community, you are fully invited. You are, you'll have a place. If not, we're going to prayerfully send you in a loving way. Jesus, I thank you that you go before us, you walk with us, and you've even been there before we were. As we go this week, help us to ask you each day, how would you like me to spend this day? What do you have in mind? Remind us that it's you that's with us, and if we keep our eyes on you, it's going to be good. Even if there's sickness, even if there's darkness, if you're with us, it's going to be good. And we say yes to you, God. So today we say thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody just point your hands toward the camel guys real quick. Here's what I've, I felt like I see in your future. There are going to be people in your group that are going to be working directly with the Lord. You're going to be like Jacob's after he left, left Laban. I've talked with people in this room about this. He's going to call you out and he's going to speak to you and he's going to guide you. And he's going to show you things you could not have thought about seeing if you give him all the credit. It's contingent, though, on if you'll say yes to him and if you'll listen. So, Father, we pray as a community around these guys that they will say yes to you, that they will hear you, and that they will know that you approach them with grace, God, and that you approach them with kindness, and that you draw them into repentance that's beautiful and freeing and life-giving, and they leave alive. We pray for life and life abundantly in them and in their families. In Jesus' name we pray today. As we worship, keep in mind that we're going to be praying in here. Campbell and families, you can go eat or you can stay. God bless you guys. Thank you again for joining us today. And please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.